Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicole Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Verse series. Welcome to the Best Damn Camp, a Roddenverse read-along and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Rodden in timeline order. I'm your host, Fran, and welcome to the show. Today we continue our timeline journey with the Son of Neptune section entitled Learning the Family Gift, which are from pages 342 to 386. As always, I have my points to focus on, so today we've got magic, death, characters and generally what I thought of it. But before we dive in, I just want to remind everyone that this month, Home to the Wild, the debut novel and first novel of the Into the Wild series is out. It's coming out on the 20th of August. I, 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 I'm so excited. I still can't believe it. Um, if you're into found families and wolves and just fun and angst uh be sure to go uh pre-order it right now or depending when you're listening to this buy it um i yeah it's uh, i'm so so happy i'm so excited um be sure to check me out on my social media at a dose of fran as well by the way just because i'm going to be doing lots of marketing and there's also going to be a uh, special competition that shall be happening, so uh, stay tuned. Um, anyway, let's just uh, <laughs> let's dive in into uh, this section. So it's only Frank's POV in uh, this uh, section for learning the family gift. So here is Frank's chapters overview. Orion is a terrifying driver, which has Frank losing his lunch more than once before they reach Vancouver. When they arrive, they aren't that far from where his grandma is, but when they go to see her to rest a little, they find the house surrounded by mini giants. Turns out they're waiting for Frank, but to distract them so they can get into the house. Frank uses his skeletal, uh, his skeleton, I nearly said skeletal, <laughs> skeleton to drive them away to sneak in. His grandmother is dying, and Mars is at her side for it and has been for many days. She's been holding out to see him again, as the giants knew he would come here before going to Alaska. Mars talks to Frank about his abilities and helps him draw some conclusions before he rests for the night. With his grandma awake and filling him in on what happened, Frank announces he knows what their gift is, and it is literally, and it is that they can literally be anything. He just doesn't know how to access it. Problem is, he won't get the chance to try it out because the giants are attacking. It is only with the power of potatoes and arrows did he distract them long enough for him and his friends to escape. His grandma's house is destroyed, but he sees a bird flying from her window. She went out the way she wanted to. 
Speeding to the airport where Grandma's Legion pilot friend is waiting for them, the giants close in. Thankfully, they manage to rush aboard with Frank's tactical decisions to keep them safe. Taking off, Frank is devastated to have lost the last of his family and still not be able to access his powers. But now isn't the time to wallow. They're off to Alaska. Ooh, exciting, exciting, exciting. And the one thing that I will, uh, just before I go into my proper feedback, because I don't think I meant, uh, well, I didn't mention this in the in the overview. Uh, Gaia has specifically put the giants in front of his grandma's house because she she basically sees Frank as a bit of a wild card. Uh, he's meant he's gonna he's part of the seven. The, full confirmation there. Um, but because he's such a wild card and there's literally nothing she can kind of use over him, she she doesn't trust her ability to use him. Which is why, and we get our answer now actually for why she's going for Percy is that she has ways to use Percy, and it's because of his fatal flaw. Like going after his friends and family and those he cares about is basically the way to kind of get Percy to do what she wants. But Frank is different because he's more complicated. He quite literally has nothing to lose these days but he I, I feel like Frank is we don't know what Frank's fatal flaw is and I don't think we ever find out what it is but I feel like his fatal flaw is self-doubt um, and while that could technically be used against him I feel like his self-doubt is self-doubt as a whole is something that is more difficult to be used against someone because they already doubt their ability and that there's kind of not really anything else you can do to use that to your advantage. Like, there's not really much of a way to use self-doubt to your advantage. Um, I don't know. So I just, I wouldn't, uh, if that's kind of the situation. Like, he's he's so, he's insanely powerful, but he also has a lot of self-doubt. Um, and that in itself is kind of like a, like a wild, car, uh, wild card situation because that makes him unpredictable. And unpredictability is something that Gaia does not need. She needs predictable. She needs usable. And Frank is just, there's too many variables with him because of all these sort of things. So I think that's possibly a bit of the case. And I think that's quite interesting. Do we dive into it more? No. But anyway, let's get into the, the feedback. I just wanted to mention that because I thought that was kind of interesting. But um, there's just a few sort of mini things that I want to mention that I'm confused by. Um, and admittedly, I didn't mention this in Sea of Monsters, where this would have been a good moment to mention in Sea of Monsters. But so these are the last, uh, the last Chargian giants, also known as Canadians. And I don't like that. <laughs> and neither does Frank. So Frank is justifiably annoyed by the fact that he's been compared to uh, what is described as cannibal giants. But they literally can't be cannibals because cannibals is where you eat your own kind and they eat demigods and demigods aren't giants so and they don't eat they're not eating each other they're working with each other so they're definitely not they're not cannibals <laughs> so they're, they're, oh god I read it and I had a moment, like in this one, I can't believe I didn't have the moment in Sea of Monsters. But I had this whole moment of just like, wait, hold on. <laughs> they can't be cannibals. So I looked, so I, I double checked. I feel like the FBI or MI5 or whatever are definitely going to be keeping an eye on my search list because I basically looked up the definition of cannibalism or, or what counts as cannibalism. Um, and yeah, it's literally, it's just, it's eating your own kind, basically. 
so yeah they're not cannibals but they're being called cannibals and it makes no sense because they're giants they're not humans anyway um continuing on with the feedback and uh, the pedantic stuff aside, it's not even pedantic because it's it's the wrong usage it's wrong <laughs> and i'm i'm annoyed um but that's a recurring theme uh, just because it just doesn't make any sense i it's just, you don't no don't use the word if it's not correct for the situation um but speaking of correct for the situation i that doesn't tie whatsoever to what i'm about to say <laughs> anyway I really hate Frank's attitude towards Mars because it makes no sense. War, quite literally, is inevitable. Mars saying that isn't wrong. Humanity and humans are very violent. That is undeniable. We literally... <laughs> wars end and then we start others immediately. Like, there's, there are always wars happening in this world. There is never really a war not happening. Because we are, we're a violent species, really. There is always something happening. And I don't know, I just... Frank has found out and seen Mars at his grandmother's side keeping her company. And even find out that he was staying with her. That Mars, a god, was taking time out of his godly stuff to sit by his grandmother's side as she was dying and waiting for Frank. And that still doesn't change his opinion of Mars. And just it just kind of annoys me because thus far, Mars has shown nothing in his like Mars has shown no sign of him that is something to be hated, other than the fact that he's a god of war. That's literally it. He is a god of war, and that's why Frank hates him. Now Frank's reasoning somewhat makes sense because obviously his mum died in war. But what would have been so good in this? is if Frank realised he wasn't angry at Mars, he was angry at his mum. Because his mum left him because she joined the army and sacrificed herself to save, you know, her fellow soldiers and died leaving him alone. So that literally, that would have been such a good character moment for Frank to realise he's not actually angry at Mars He's angry in a sense at what Mars represents, but it's more to do with what Mars is representing is what his mother, in a sense to him, chose over her own son. Like, he probably sees his mum joining the army and staying with the army and continuing to go back on new tours as abandonment. And he sees that she, he kind of seemingly thinks that she chose war over him. So it would have made sense if, like, he was realising this in this situation that he's not actually angry at Mars, he's just angry at the choice that his mother made and Mars just unfortunately represents that part. I don't know, I just, I really, his reasoning, well, he has no reasoning, he's just very antagonistic and hateful towards Mars for reasons that make no sense. Like... He, he has this whole thing where, like, he's annoyed that Mars basically says, you know, you mortals don't really know how good you've got it because you get to live and die. You have a life. Gods don't have that. They have to continue going on. There is no end for being a god. Which can be exhausting. Which also makes sense why gods are also such shitty people. Because they, they don't have lives. They don't change. They don't evolve. Because there's no ending. I don't know, it just... And everything about Frank's anger towards Mars makes no sense to me. 
Um, and because like this whole situation of him talking with Mars, I'm liking Mars more than I like f- well any other characters in this book at the moment, because like Mars's moment of like he he's super open and candid with Frank, which is something we've not really had that often from gods. Like he basically kind of says that gods are jealous of mortals because of mortals' ability to die, because it means that their lives have more worth because there is an end to it. They have a life worth living because they are living it. Whereas gods are just existing. They're not living. They just exist. And that's that's a horrible thing to think about. That you don't really have a life. You're just existing. And that's just a horrible way to be. Because you're not living. You're just being. I got so existential. <laughs> um, additionally, I do also like to an extent that Frank works out what he can do from his interactions with Mars and his Grant. Like, it's kind of coaxed out of him, but he figures out what their ability is based on their conversations. Um, yeah, no, this whole Mars thing, I just, I don't get why people don't like Mars. I don't get why Frank doesn't like him. I also don't get why Percy, like, I know it's the whole Ares thing, but, like, Mars has literally done nothing wrong here. Mars is actually currently the only reasonable god I feel we've met besides Hestia. Um, but going into the, the Frank's abilities thing, I do like that he struggles to use his abilities when he needs them. Because, as we know, figuring out how to use something you've never used before is kind of hard. So it makes sense that he literally can't do it. Like He's only kind of really figured out what the abilities were and what they are five minutes before having to try to use them um what i will say though is that i'm annoyed that frank continues to just be a bit of a whiner about everything like oh i can't use my abilities oh my god i'm so useless i'm like frank shut the fuck up just i mean get over it (laughs) like i know it's a sad but common sense you've never tried to use it before it's a high stress situation and it all worked out fine anyway why are you moaning Fucking hell. I just... <laughs> stop moaning. Like, these characters are such moaners and whiners in Heroes of Olympus consistently. And I don't... I know I whine. Technically, I'm whining and moaning. <laughs> Which may be annoying to some people. But it's just... I'm always to growth. This would... Like, I'll talk about this for the character section, actually. We'll, do, we'll get to that. Um, the only other thing I want to mention is that Ella memorising prophecies... One of which, well, two of which reference books, uh, both this book and also later ones, is very cool. But it also it helps our heroes basically understand why Phineas wanted her, but also why, um, basically why she's going to be in a lot of trouble and they need to protect her. And yeah, that's basically all I have to say feedback-wise, so I'm just going to go into death. Uh, <laughs> that's a great line. Um, yeah, I want to talk about death. Um, because the death in these chapters is a really fascinating, interesting topic. Because Mars is, ironically, as a god who doesn't die and just exists, his understanding of death I just really appreciate. Especially as someone who, I don't think I've brought this up on, on the podcast yet, I was recently diagnosed with autism, which is great because I mean, I understand a lot of what I, I think things the way that I do. For example funerals make no sense to me the person's dead why are we paying so much money to basically say goodbye to them um 
and like a lot of people say to me it's like oh but it's not for them it's it, it's for the people left behind and like well that's selfish to me you're wasting money for a dead person to feel better and like it sounds harsh that i'm saying it it's, again it's because i just don't understand it but <laughs> that's the sort of the way in which i think i feel like it's selfish like to me funerals feel selfish in some way because it's offering nothing like it's not for the person as much as some people try to make it out that it's for the person like it's it's a celebration of life okay have like you don't need to have a funeral for that just basically just have the wake sort of situation don't have it be sad literally just be talking about that person's life and just in- enjoy it the funeral the actual ceremony part makes no sense to me the wake sure the funeral itself the ceremony the, the whole <laughs> whether it's a church or just like a non-dominion whatever thing bringing the body in either to cremate or just have the body there before burying it in the ground why that's just that's just how i felt i, I don't know why i went on this tangent but i just needed to explain that like, this is the vibe that i have which is also why i understand what mars says next even though frank doesn't because oh but how am i gonna word this <laughs> i went on a tangent so i now no longer how I know how i want to lay this out um so okay so basically mars is talking about the fact that like his grandma is, uh, that frank's grandma is dying and frank is like obviously devastated mad and sad about how sort of candid mars is being about his grandma dying and he's kind of like no you can't that can't happen that's terrible um that's awful i don't want her to die and mars basically calls him selfish and i agree because wanting someone to not die and being kind of mad and sad that someone is dying feels selfish to me because especially in the case of his grandma specifically she is dying and is in pain and has been holding out for frank to arrive to say goodbye to him and give him this final bit of wisdom for frank to not want her to die is selfish because it's not actually her that he's thinking about in this case him not him wanting her not to die isn't about her it is about him and that's okay people are like that but it is selfish and mars is pointing that out and i said yes mars good point because it is it's similar to his mum's situation. His mum died a hero in saving her unit and protecting them. It was something she believed in and did for her. But Frank sees that, sees her action as selfish because she left him. But that thought in itself is selfish of him to think because what she did is nothing to do with him. It's something she did for her. And yes, maybe it was selfish of her to do so in some degree. But him being angry at her about it, to a degree, is selfish in some way. Now, I feel like a lot of people are going to disagree with me about this. And again, it could just be this autistic part of my brain. Where I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> being mad at people for dying, that's selfish. Being sad about people dying and not wanting them to die, that's selfish. Like, that's just how I think about things. But to me, Mars is right, because life is only worth living because it eventually ends. Death is important that's basically what this whole bloody book is about is death has importance people not dying makes life meaningless 
there's an entire to- I hate this season, but Torchwood did an entire four episode season about what if the world stopped dying, what if people stopped dying, and it's just it was terrible. Things were bad so quickly because, firstly, people are horrible in in life and in this world. So for people to not die means that there's no consequence for life. There is nothing in this world that is worth living for because you you never stop living. It also leads to a problem of like whole overpopulation, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, that's somewhat not significant. But yes, life is literally only left with, le- only worth living because it eventually ends. But yeah, I don't know. Does Mars is just making good points to me because... Frank's reasonings for why he's mad at his mum and why he doesn't want his grand to die are selfish in thought. Not necessarily, like, it's not fully selfish in some ways, but there is a selfishness to it. And, yeah, I just, I like the fact that they're just making, that death is significant. Life isn't life without death. And we're seeing that throughout most of this book and also quite a bit of this series before the doors of death are closed. Because, you know, death... Yeah, like I said, I, I'm just repeating myself now. I'm just going to move on because I'm going to keep repeating myself and you guys are going to get bored. So let's move into magic because there I have some questions. Um, firstly, the Frank... that Frank's, This isn't the question, but this is just an interesting thing. Frank's ancestral line being so intricate and so long is actually really interesting, especially due to the fact that his abilities come from his line, which dates back all the way to ancient Greece. But what I will say is, I am somewhat confused that it's been centuries (laughs) since that ancestor existed. Um, Like, surely abilities would weaken to an extent. Like, genetics will have diluted from centuries ago like you won't have the same gen- the, like the exact same genetic makeup as that ancestor from ancient greece but i did fail biology so maybe you do i don't know um but frank that the admittedly yeah, not at this point because he's not used his powers yet but he ends up with basically a sort of near unlimited ability to transform but that doesn't feel right to me I know this whole thing is like, like he's meant to be insanely powerful, which is why his life is tied to a stick. But I, I do feel like it should have been limited in some way because demigod or not, there should be limitations to to, to a person's abilities. Like I know his limitation is the stick, but that's not really much of anything. Um, I just think of it in the case of like Nico's shadow travel. Like every time he shadow travels. Well, not in a set, but they kind of messed that up later on. But when he shovel travels a lot or long distances, it drains him a lot. That should be sort of the situation with Frank, or like he can only transform into so many things. Like he's got a limit. <laughs> Think of it. Oh, God. Think of it like Pokemon Go. <laughs> you can only. <laughs> this is so stupid. But. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, Actually, no, not Pokemon Go. Think of it like a Pokemon card deck. You can only collect so many cards. Well, you can collect all of them to a degree. But, like, if you're going out on your own collecting them and all these sort of things, you will find... Sometimes you get, like, duplicates, some kinds, like... But the the list of things is never-ending. But say you get to a certain number and you're like, you know what, this is a good 
this is a good deck of Pokemon. I'm going to stick with this deck. That, I don't think I'm making any sense. Um, <laughs> um I don't know. I, <laughs> um, that's such a stupid way to think. Basically, there should be a limit for how many animals, like based on like, these are animals that he's met. So he's met a pug once. He's seen a giraffe. He's met an elephant. Like, sort of things you'd see at a zoo. Or, like, in a dog park or something. Like, I don't think, like, it's like, later on he becomes, like, a dragon and stuff like that. I'm just kind of like... I don't believe in that. Because, um, he's never met a dragon. He doesn't know what dragons look like except for paintings. I don't know, I just felt like that's... Like, there should be a limit of, like... To, to, like based on his knowledge of animals and based on you know the connections he's had with meeting animals like this I don't know I don't know if that made any sense um yeah but just like just things like he's basically the hundredth line and like no he's basically I can't tell if you guys just heard that train but fucking hell not even near, no there's not a train there's a plane there's a lot there's a lot of stuff happening around me anyway but he's basically like 100th in his line from ancient greece probably even more than that um like it shouldn't still be this strong like to to be able to change so easily like later on obviously and basically be unlimited in that i don't know there's just something about it but it just kind of it makes me think like like the legacies in camp they don't always have powers um you think of like octavian for example yeah, he he's like a descendant of a, a demigod line connected to Apollo. And he has some ability to read, like, stuffed toys for prophecies. and not, not even prophecies. So he can't read prophecies. He basically kind of just gets an idea for how things are and, like, connects the dots. Like a tarot reading. He, I feel like that's what he does, but he's not, he's not that cool. Tarot reading's cool. He's not. He's a dickhead. But, like, that sort of vibe is kind of just reading them and kind of drawing conclusions. So it's not really anything special on his part because tarot cards is cooler and makes more sense. But, like, that's the vibe. So he doesn't really have powers. He's just got a good ability to read things. But something like that of, like, he has the abilities but they're not as strong as they could be because it's such dilu there's such a dilution in his line i don't know let's move on because i don't think i'm making any fucking sense <laughs> but let's go into the characters bit because i do want to talk about frank and that's basically the only character i want to talk about because it's all about him as it should be but um once again the inconsistency uh, the inconsistency in his characterization is maddening um because frank basically this this whole section we've got four chapters for him and everything just fluctuates so he's super skilled in tactics and strategy but hates his dad mars and sees him as nothing but a violent warmongering bastard basically which to me feels like he must view his mother in that way because if he views war in that way that means anything to do with his mum should be seen in that similar view which again is where this whole point of what I was saying earlier is I feel like it should be that he's not actually angry at Mars, he's angry at his mum because he sees what his mum did as abandonment and he feels abandoned by her because she chose war over him. 
that would have been a great moment to have this be a realisation for him. But no, that doesn't happen at all. And he's basically abandoned as a character after this. Because um, uh, like he does think of his mum as selfish for dying, though. So it kind of tracks that he should be thinking of his mum in a bad way. It's just... It's just the same thing as what I was saying. It should be that he resents her instead of Mars. He then sort of decides to embrace his Mars's side later after he finds out that Hazel was impressed by his ability to control the skeleton and, you know, his skills. And it's just kind of... I Look, I get thinking it's cool that this girl that is pretty and is nice thinks what you do is cool and that's what makes you think oh yeah no it is cool because I (laughs) 100% joined the basketball team at university just because one woman I talked to thought basketball was hot (laughs) I never saw her again but I still took up basketball with the hopes and then got horrifically injured um and then didn't play again um but so i get it i get the simple nature but it just annoys me at the same time because then he immediately after that falls back into his sad boy nature because he couldn't use his abilities which means he didn't do well in his eyes of being able to you know impress the girl basically and help save the day which he'd already saved the day by killing these monsters with potatoes and arrows and getting them to safe to the plane safely and escaping. Like, he didn't even need to fucking use his powers. He was able to get out of there and save them all. Frank is literally just back and forth. He, he's a back and forth sad, happy character. And it gets exhausting after a while. Because this would have been the perfect moment for him to have actually gotten over himself and his preju- prejudice towards Mars. Because he sees that his abilities are useful. He was able to figure out a plan to get them all out of there safely. And it worked. Where is his confidence? Grow in your confidence, boy. Because he consistently has this moment of thinking that Percy is better than him. And Mars himself has to point out, no, Percy has flaws too. Everyone has flaws. Stop comparing yourself and believe in yourself. Does he do that? No, he continues to be angry at Mars. It's just, it's pathetic at this point, and I'm just really frustrated by the whole thing. Because there's just so much possibility for Frank of him, like I'm going to keep bringing it up, him realising that his frustration towards Mars is to do with his mum. In learning that, him and his dad have a sort of moment with each other of Frank kind of understanding there are different sides to war. And yes, war is a horrible thing, but sometimes war can also be a way to help save others. And that's the thing that Frank does. He saves and protects others. He is a protector. That should have been the moment in this, is that he figures out his abilities. He figures out how to help protect his friends and family. Even though he knows his nan is dying, he still wants to help protect her in some way and help her have the death that she wants. And it is in doing all of these things, even though he isn't able to use his abilities, he still finds a way to save the day and save his friends and just to protect the people around him. Even if it's not the way he wanted it to be, he still did it. So he realises that there is a part of being a soldier and being someone who is a child of the war god 
that is beneficial and useful because it means that he can do the things that he needs to which is care and protect his friends and family i don't think any of that made sense but basically i just feel like frank should get the fuck over himself and realize that mars is not actually all that bad and mars isn't all about chaotic bloody murder because that's never what mars what uh, mars slash aries was like anyway Yes, he's the he's the more like intense side of war and the horrible side of war in comparison to Athena's strategy part, but any form of war has some form of strategy. So why can't that be the thing that Frank focuses on from his perspective in connection to Mars? Have it be that it's the protective side of war instead of the violent side of war. Because it's, it's just annoying um and i think that's just all i have to say really just because i i'm consistently disappointed with the characterization of frank wish he would get over himself and wish the narrative would stop portraying mars as this terrible guy when he literally had just spent days on end coming to stay by basically his sort of mother-in-law figure to keep her company while she was slowly dying that doesn't seem like a cruel, violent war god to me. I just... Mm. Anyway, let's get into this week's question of the episode, which is, what do you think of Mars's comments or commentary on death? I was going to go up on our social media. I would actually really love to hear your thoughts on this because I am conflicted because I feel like my like autistic brain is influencing the way that I'm thinking about his commentary. But I would like to know your thoughts as well. So yeah, that'll be going up on the social media or you can email in your thoughts. Um, and yeah, uh, remember, if you like found families and wolves, be sure to pre-order Home to the Wild, the first book in the Into the Wild series by myself, Francesca McMahon, available on or platforms or linked in the episode show notes um and yeah thank you all for joining me for this week's section and be sure to join me next wednesday as we continue our own verse journey bye to plug where you can find our podcast we are available on spotify apple podcast audio boom stitcher and basically where we listen to your podcasts in the meantime between episodes you can find the best damn camp on various social media at best damn camp pod on instagram and twitter if you want to email me with your thoughts on the episode you can email the best damn camp at hotmail.com or if you want to support the podcast you can head over to the patreon page at patreon.com slash a healthy dose of fran which is linked in the episode show notes for things like early access to episodes and other exclusive perks want more Ronverse content check me out on youtube at a healthy dose of fran and if you want to support my writing career drop me a follow at a dose of fran on instagram twitter and tiktok again thank you all for tuning in as always i've been fran your very own hunter and i'll see just speak to you all next time bye